The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, so we got to get into some current news. It is our our daily, weekly check-in on the state of the Brooklyn Nets franchise. And um, I got through multiple paywalls. I set an incognito window up. I figured out how to get to the New York Daily News. I put in uh, a fake email so that they would allow me to have five free, one free article. Um, and according to, I'm not going to make you do all that. So we're going to just kind of put that out and give you their news and disseminate what the truth is and what this means moving forward. Because I tell you what, the headline was end times. The end game is near for the Brooklyn Nets because of, of course, the complications around Kyrie Irving, right? We talked about this last pod, what's going on with Kyrie, what these comments that he's made mean on the I Am Athlete podcast, things that I just can't really wrap my mind around, but things that give me great pleasure in the tea world, which I love. I love tea. I'm actually going to have, my birthday is tomorrow, I'm going to have some tea time. I'm going to afternoon tea. So much. Cut out coffee, now I'm all in on the tea. That's besides the point. Unlike Marvel and the multiverse, there aren't 14 gazillion outcomes for this whole Kyrie Irving thing. There's only a few potential outcomes we could see. There's, there's like three, three outcomes, right? The Nets are now expected to play hardball with Kyrie because guy won't play a full season. <laughs> like, he's just not around. Like, do not forget, he went on walkabout during the pandemic. He had to take some time for himself after the insurrection. He got suspended because he went to his sister's birthday party with no mask on when that was, like, a major thing we all as society needed to do when the NBA players were all locked down. They couldn't leave their hotel rooms or their uh, apartments without having strict measures in place, certain people that they couldn't see. Remember those times. Like, that was Kyrie a year ago, right? So... That And then, of course, that's not even including the whole fact that Kyrie Irving would not get vaccinated in a city and in a state where you needed to be vaccinated to be inside of a public place and perform inside of said public place. So had to be sat out of home games. And then the Brooklyn Nets, of course, as you know, said, well, you can't play only road games. And then here we are. Right. And then they get bounced out of the first round. Uh, sweep, sweep, broom, broom, Swiffer, easy work. Not even a full broom, like a Swiffer. Right. That's where we're at now. And they're saying that because they're going to play hardball with this New York Daily News, that they're going to play hardball with Kyrie, this means that there's a potential exit plan, a hatch, if you will, something, some escape route, something our school systems apparently need uh, for Kevin Durant. Here is the quote from the New York Daily News and what they had to say. If Irving leaves outright, 
as a free agent this summer, disgruntled by the Nets' hardball stance on his availability. Brooklyn doesn't have the cap space to replace him, which means Durant, entering year 16, geez, could be playing with a questionable Ben Simmons and a roster full of measly role players. That's a first-round exit, folks. And if Durant decides he's going to stay around for a first-round exit, which is sus, uh, and just wait for the inevitable to play out, which we're not even sure if that's the case, uh, Durant and the Nets front office uh, might have some decisions to make, and they haven't even spoken since they were swept out of the first round. Alert. Alert. Warning. Warning. Nets are in peril. Nets are in serious. Please eject. Please turn around. Go the opposite way. In layman's terms... New York Daily News says, if Irving leaves the Nets, it would not be a surprise if Durant becomes frustrated with the organization's ability to put championship pieces around him. I didn't leave Golden State for this. <laughs> they failed to do so at the beginning of last season with none of their top offseason acquisitions. James Johnson, Bembry, Javon Car- Carter finishing the year in Brooklyn. Thus, the fact that the Nets championship hopes hinge on an amicable solution with Irving, whose personal decision not to get vaccinated and predictable unpredictability in his injury history have let the, left the Nets hesitant. And now, according to the source, here it gets here where it gets really interesting. According to a source familiar with the Nets thought process, outright unwilling to give him a long term extension. Folks, folks, this is bad. This is really bad. The Nets, outright unwilling to give Kyrie Irving a long-term extension. Thus, he either needs to ride out his player option, he becomes a free agent, and then what happens to Kevin Durant? He doesn't just chill and stay in Brooklyn on a four-year max contract. That's deuces. Pair that with Kyrie's statements about reuniting with LeBron James. Feels like the Nets are in the middle of... The grenade is already in the building, folks. It's It's got about five seconds until it explodes. Everyone needs to leave the building f***ing now. <laughs> Who is to blame, you might ask me? Everyone. All of them. Every single bit. Joe Sy and his greed and his impatience. Sean Marks and his ineptitude. Steve Nash and his privilege and inability to get folks who knew what they were doing underneath him and empower them. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving for recruiting James Harden to the team? The Nets organization for even putting that trade together where you mortgaged your franchise for a guy who's fat and old and really cantankerous and ball-dominant with two other ball-dominant players? You gave four first-round picks for him and Jared Allen and Karis LeVert and Torian Prince. Not to say Torian Prince is anything, but, like, you could use him. He was pretty good in that Minnesota Timberwolves series. Folks, folks, so what happens now? I don't know. I I just know it's not good. We got Chris Carino, the Nets broadcaster, on tonight. Can't wait to ask him what he has to say. But I tell you what, it's hush-hush around there. If the Nets are unwilling to give Kyrie Irving the max and Kevin Durant leaves, then you have no first-round picks. The cupboards are dry, and Brooklyn just goes back to being New Jersey. To move them out again. I don't care. Move the Knicks to Brooklyn. Jeez, man. Where does he go? I don't know. If I knew that, I would be filthy rich. Miami would be awesome. Jimmy Butler to Brooklyn? <sighs> they need someone who can initiate an offense. I tell you what. I tell you what. 
All right, let's move on. Next piece of news. We all know Brad Beal's about to sign somewhere. Um, probably going to be some hoopla around his decision. Probably some documentary like Jimmy Butler had. You think I'm playing, Brock? You think I'm playing? Uh, where there is no hoopla, there is no fanfare, just a Brinks truck and smiles all around is in Denver. In the imminent future, we will now have the new highest paid player in the NBA in NBA history, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, just got offered a five-year, $260 million Supermax contract. Shams is reporting that he not only plans to sign it immediately, but has made a long-term commitment to the Nuggets, even though we talked about Tim Conley being deuces. He said, listen, like, it's good. They had a meeting, and, and this is what it leads me to. The best part about this is that the Jokic brothers were very involved in the process of getting Nikola Jokic to basically sign on and say, I'm committed to the Denver franchise long-term, even with all of these GMs and executives leaving. The Jokic brothers, you might remember, are the ones that um, created a Twitter profile just to come after the Morris twins, like them. So they are now operating as uh, shadow agents for Nikola Jokic. And so they met with Nuggets GM, new GM, Calvin Booth, and his team over the several days, and they reported back to Nikola, yep, yep, everything's good. We're all on the same page. They're going to get you some goons. Everything's good. All is well. They even gave us a little spot on the team. That we have no official title. Uh, we're just your enforcers. Don't worry about that. That's, I actually don't think that's news, but I think that's probably what somehow happened. The, the option uh, upshot of these conversations is that the Nuggets convince Jokic that they not only are going to keep Murray, Porter, and Nikola, the core, but they're also going to be very aggressive on the market, focusing on defensive-minded players. Because remember, Denver was the 26th best perimeter defense, which is another word for saying... Uh, like fifth worst. So really, really bad. Math school is not great. So really, they need to shore up the perimeter, right? P.J. Tucker, Time Lord, Grant Williams, they're going to be going after these types of players. The Nuggets are set to be $15 million in the luxury tax right now, already as Gordon and Porter's extension kick in this year. I could very easily see Aaron Gordon going bye-bye. They paid, I think, two first-round picks for him. Who cares? Who cares? You don't need them. He's not a piece of the core. Notice, the core did not include his name. So this means, watch the Nuggets on draft day, because Shams reported that if it means discussing the team's draft assets as a way of upgrading into win-now talent, that they will do that. There's an openness to that. Nuggets right now have the number 21 pick in the draft. Could yield them something. Move the 21 pick with Aaron Gordon, maybe you get a piece back. I'm not sure. They're thinking about maybe if they do take uh, somebody in the number 22, 21 pick, maybe like a, a defensive-minded wing, like French uh, international player Usman Jang. He's 6'10", with a 7-feet wingspan. Or maybe Kendall Brown from Baylor, who's 6'7", with a 6'11 wingspan. Maybe Davey, David Roddy. I don't like him as much. He's a point guard. They don't need that. Uh, they already have a bunch of guards. 6'6", 6'11", wingspan, but... Remember, they already got Bones Highland with a 26 pick last year. They got five spots better, folks. All I know, what does it all mean? Even though the architect is gone, his minions remain strong. Jokic isn't going anywhere, and neither are the Nuggets. Cannot wait to see what the Nuggets actually do because we know it's probably going to be more 
decisive and smarter than our pea brains can wrap our minds around. Won't look good on draft day, but he'll probably end up making the all-rookie team just like Bones Highland did at the number 21 spot, or they're going to get a difference maker.